You're listening to Barely on Topic with VA. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot. I, this is what I got. Let's do it. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe Sackman Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Barely on Topic, Season 2, Episode 30-whatever. I don't even know at this point. Um, I'm here today with, um, with Nick and Tim. VA uh, and Anthony both send their, both send their regrets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's mid-July, late July, really. I guess July 23rd. So uh, the hockey news, she's a little dry. It's so probably we've been, off, uh, we've been off air for a few weeks also. We've been off... Been off uh, living our lives for a bit here too, so we we like vacations as well. Yeah, Listen. weird, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and I reckon this is going to be a shortish episode. There's not a ton of news. Uh, when we last left you, um, free agency just happened, and the Bruins had signed um, Paul Postma and Ken Agostino, and um, that might have been about it. So, uh, um. And I'm- and if your if your action was who, you were not alone. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so what's happened since then? Um, not a lot. Mostly just a bit of RFA work. Um, and um, uh, Sweeney's been being pretty good about cleaning up all uh, cleaning up most of that so far, except for uh, a few uh, rather prominent examples. But the easy ones, <laughs> uh, the easy ones have been mostly um, cleaned up, right? So. Uh, uh, first one, just just after we recorded last time, uh, the uh, the pride of Merrimack, New Hampshire, Tim Schaller, uh, um, uh, resigned on July fifth. Uh, one way contract, uh, seven hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know, Tim Schaller is 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 a solid fourth line left wing. He'd be in competition with guys like Corrali for that role for, for that for, for that skating role most likely. Um. And uh, if not, you know what? There's there's no um, uh, sunk, there's no um, uh, risk of spoiling him by having him by having him ride the pine as a 13th forward as an alternative. So, uh, and it's variable. Yes. And we like Tim Schaller. So, although I gotta say, as a as a scientist at I guess 700 something thousand, a little bit of an overpayment. You can get cheaper scientists out there. I'm just saying. Um, but league min now is not that much below that. Because league men's well, been creeping up each year over the course of the um, uh, this current CBA, so well, I think it's like six fifty right now is the uh, league minimum. Well, my my brother's girlfriend is a scientist, and she she doesn't make nearly that much as I can Charlie confirm does. as a scientist. Yeah. Yes, I, I make approximately an order of magnitude yes. less. Um, <laughs> but as an NHLer, it's a good deal. So good I, for I think so. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not he's never going to wow you, but he's solid. It's solid and dependable. Um, I don't can't rem- recall a single occasion he embarrassed us, which is really all you can ask for seven hundred seventy-five thousand, yeah. right? Got, so, a few, uh, got a few goals. Good for him. So that's one more year of the Timmy heads. Um, I dig and it. Plus, you know, if he does play the fourth line, the fourth line left wing, then we get the uh, the the, the Nash rules everything around me. Scream, go Achari, Shala Shala, Billy y'all. <laughs> Again, we have a. Uh, I just want him to grow back his mustache. From when he uh, and from Buffalo days, it's he was a pretty mean mustache. He had a, <laughs> a a good mustache. 
Maybe he will yeah. from November. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. Along with we the ghost can... of Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas's mustache was unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> but that mask, that Movember mask was awesome. So, so, so I remember... the hairdresser I go to, one of the, 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 gown, the gowns they have to keep the hair off you has all different mustache shapes uh, and prints on it with names for them. Oh. Yeah, like the, the gunslinger and the, and the card player and the and the, the the potato chips. That's the Pringles can mustache. Oh, okay. I was I was wondering where you're going with that. Like, what is a the Pringles, yeah, Pringles can? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know the, the, the surrealist. That's the Salvador Dali mustache yep. and uh, Fu Manchu classic. Yeah, Fu Manchu the Muscle Beach. So that's the wide goes into mm-hmm. a curl. Yeah, very lots of very hipster mustaches in there. Lots of very hipster mustaches in there. There's a uh, guy who pitches pitching out of the Red Sox bullpen right now. Forgot his name off the top of my head, but he he uh he waxes the ends or gels the ends of his mustache. Looks like a real you know villain from the uh, Western days. So he's like so he's like Snidely Whiplash. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's absolutely awesome. And an odd uh, Red Sox bullpen news. As we record this podcast, about a mile from my current apartment, the Salem Red Sox are playing the Winston-Salem Dash. Nice. Which is, uh, I think, high triple A. Or what's the lowest of the A's? Is it single A or triple A? Single A. So it would be high A. It's high A. My mistake. I got, I got, I got mixed up. Anyway, very, very important Bruins news by telling you that that information. <laughs> yep. So, I guess after Tim Schaller, the next um, uh, movement was, uh, was some goalie signings. And I just want to say that I was uh, wrong about what they would do with respect to both Malcolm and Zane. Zane! So, both of them were signed to matching... <laughs> matching. There's... Uh, uh, where are you hiding? Yes, matching two-year, $650,000 two-way contracts. Um, so that would be, you know, so, so the, uh, that pays $650,000 in, uh, in NHL salary in the next two years. And for Zane, $225,000 and $250,000, respectively, in the minors. And I believe Malcolm is the same way. So, yes, exactly the same, which is interesting. A little bit. I'm. I'm. I just. I wonder who's going to actually. It kind. I guess it kind of depends on who they have start the season in Providence and how Zane looks in the preseason and things. Oh like well, that. that's just it. Like I predict, if I recall, I predicted a um, uh, two year one one way one year into uh, two way the first year and one way the second year for Zane. Um, clearly, I was wrong. Um, also, I didn't expect them to get two milk two years out of Subban. Yeah. Now, interesting to note, um, they're both still RFAs at the end of this contract, but importantly, both of them have potential to be Type Six UFAs at the end of these contracts because both will be over twenty-five at the um, at, 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 on June first of their uh, of their next contract year. Um, so basically, whichever one of them doesn't make it, this is their last contract with the Bruins. Yeah, that may- makes sense, even uh, unless. 
Okay, so we only have one more year with. Uh, oh God, Hudobin. This is the last year with Dubby, yeah. So. Yeah. So the assumptions one of these two will be able to had better be able to be back up next year. Um, so presumably that means that Vladash will be in 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 um, uh, in Atlanta again this year. Um, and I still can't blow to mind that this name's pronounced Vladash. I know yeah. it's. I, I want it to be Vladar. Yeah, because that's it's, so it's that's not. so punnable for starters. Right. Um, little note: he actually had decent stats in the AHL. So the Bruins kind of have a gluttony of minor league goalies right now, which and then short term ain't such a bad thing. I, and I guess. And then Hudobin. <laughs> yes, and yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Dobby could end up being the odd person out. Well, that's just it. Dobby is eminently variable. We're, we're even after we deal with the remaining RFA signs, which we'll get to in a bit, of course. We still have um, uh, cap space to breathe on, to, to, to breathe with, and Dobby's and Dobby because um, apparently the amount you can bury this year is going to be more than it's been. It's going to be closer to a full million than just six hundred than just nine hundred fifty thousand. Oh, which means that I mean it's only like I think like two hundred twenty five thousand dollar cap hit carried if you bury Dobby, which. That's that's next to nothing, really. Incidentally, that ca- that cap hit plus the hit of either of these two guys is less than Dobby's cap hit. Oh. <laughs> so if you bury him, that's actually a cap net cap advantage. Bury him and call up Zane, for example. That's a net cap advantage. And somewhere out there, after you've just said that, a uh, trade happy listener is like got that meme going on where all like the gears and mathematical symbols are popping around their head. Trying to figure out how we can acquire Duquesne. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. I'm sorry. Sorry, listener. Oh, exactly, listener. We're not getting Duquesne without Crazy going the other way, and that ain't gonna happen. So you need to make the, make the cap space, right? Exactly. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, that's interesting. That doing that, one assumes that. Uh, I mean, of the three, can, of the three possible backups, Zane is. Probably actually the best. So it's just mad, but he has to make a good enough show to justify sending Dobby down. Mm-hmm. So that'll make that's one of several things that come camp will be very interesting. Um, among that, the multi-way battle for um, uh, the third and fourth line left for a uh, couple left wing slots, probably the second and fourth line left wing spots. Assuming Bolesky's got third line left wing on lockdown, just being by virtue of contract. Um, I. St- Still, kind of stand by the fact that there's no way Bolesky can be that bad again. Oh, I agree. I agree. He had just come off two solid seasons that are worth the money he's being paid. Yes. And then that season happened, which was bad. Very it was ugly. really bad. Like yeah, unimaginably so. Almost Jimmy Hayes esque. Not quite yes. so. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rutherford. But uh, but yeah. So. Anyway, but point being is like that's a multi-way battle for the third, for the fifth, second, and, and fourth line left wings. Um, the contenders are going to be, of course, Frank Vitrano, uh, DeBrusque, um, uh, Solaric, Corrali, um, uh, Schaller. So it's a uh, and Bjork. Oh, him. Unless he ends up being like third line right wing, which I think I might support because he does play both wings. Um. Point being is that's a lot of people fighting for three winger spots right now. 
throw my name into the ring. I'm doing pretty good in uh, C2 hockey this year. Oh, are you now? What's yeah. your stat line? Um, well, if you combined uh, last year's season, because, well, last, the winter session, because our, we only have 16 game seasons, I've scored, wait for it, eight goals in 18 games, which is actually pretty bad for our league, but the best I've <laughs> ever done. Um, so I'm getting, uh, I'm getting first line minutes, which is good because uh, we only have two lines. That must be exhausting. Yes. Do other teams have more than two lines? Yes. That's a problem. Yes. <laughs> must I be got, in fantastic shape about now. I got to say, my legs have never been so beautiful. Excellent. Looks like I have a tumor in each of them. Actually, oh. it's just muscle. Very nice. Very nice, Nicholas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so goalies. We'll see what happens there. Um, interesting that the team is still holding on to Subban for two more years. I had not I, – I, if you recall, I wasn't sure whether they would even qualify him originally. Maybe – again, maybe he works hard in, in practice, you know, and behind the scenes, and they still have faith in him. And here's the thing is he's only 23. He's mm. a fourth-year pro. That's the thing. Right? We're five years from his draft, and he's a fourth-year pro. He just finished his fourth pro year, rather. Yeah. And he's still only 23, so... Yeah, not that bad. I mean, and Zane's a year older. Zane's 24 now, right? So Zane's like... Yes. Zane honestly actually has one year to make it, or he's not. Really. That second year, Zane somehow not made... Someone gets jumped, gets line-jumped or something on the mm. on the second year of that contract, Zane's, Zane will be done. But I think that's not going to happen, because... Um, I think Zane got. A, I really stand by Zane got a raw fucking deal. His stat line at the NHL is awful. It's better than Malcolm's, mm-hmm. um, but I think he got a raw, a raw deal. The yeah. team played pretty awfully in front of him almost every single time. <laughs> also, want to bring up that uh, uh, Malcolm Subban actually had a in the three games he played uh, for the Providence mm-hmm. Bruins in the playoffs. Uh, very very good stats. So you finish strong, that kind of goes into negotiations. What have you done for me lately? That's true. Wow, nine thirty and nine three seven save percentage yeah. in the playoffs. There, a lot better than his in season one. Yes, which was only a nine one seven, which is kind of awful. And yet was, uh, yep, yeah, this is um. Uh, it's so only a second worst P Bruins uh, um, uh, line because the previous year was nine one one, and that's what they were calling every time he was scored on that season. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Did a siren actually just go off as we were talking about nine one one? Nope, those were small children yelling somewhere. Oh, I thought that was a Canadian siren. My mistake. Nope. Nope, that was, a, that was a number of, um, uh, of small children yelling. Okay. <laughs> um, it's happened before. It's a little warm to close the door, though, so I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, Actually, the, yeah. sorry. I'll, I'll throw it out there. Maybe, who do you think is going to be the Bruins' backup goaltender to the start of the season? I think Dobby's going to be given every opportunity to be that. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: is I'm pretty sure Zane is still wa- is still waiver ineligible. Mm. Subban has to go through waivers. He had to go through waivers la- waivers last year too. Mm. But 
But Zane still can go down without waivers, which means I think even if he kicks ass in camp, unless he kicks at, kicks that much ass, mm-hmm. he's probably still going to start the season in Providence. But Dobby's going to have a short rope, I think, too. Yeah. So I will predict, though, I don't think the person that's backing up in the beginning will be the same as the person backing up at the end. I agree almost completely. Yeah. Um, so, yes, but but on opening night, opening night, it will be um, uh, it'll be Dobby operating the door. So basically, probably come January, we're looking at possibly Zane as the backup. I think so. Unless yeah. Dobby continues to play solid, in which case Zane can just keep, yeah. keep kicking ass and taking names down in Providence and be all geared up for never for the for the eighteen nineteen season. True. All right. Um, and then I guess was it last week or the week before? It was last week, I think. The last of the of the of the low key RFA signings um, that was uh, re-signing Austin Zarnick took place. So that's another um, uh, another two way contract. Uh, pays him six seventy five at the NHL level and uh, one hundred and fifty in the uh, minors. Notice all three of these guys are very well compensated in the AHL. Because um, a standard a, a standard two way would be like six seventy in, in the in the in the a, in the NHL and then like seventy five thousand in the in the AHL. I guess that's you know, I guess in negotiations kind of saying, yes, we know this guy's going to play some in Providence because of how, I guess, tight the roster spots are in, uh, in, in Boston. Because I'd imagine all these young guys that we kind of saw the, their faces last year and some new guys, some new young faces coming up this year, they're all going to either need and want playing time in the big league. So when, one guy, when it's one guy's turn, it's, you know, he's done. Well, you still get compensated well for your service already in the NHL by getting a nice AHL yeah. deal. And, and I mean, consider this: all these guys are coming off their ELCs. Mm-hmm. And while they're while say Zane, for example, his minors salary in the minors was only seventy thousand last year. Mm-hmm. He also got a ninety two thousand five hundred dollar signing bonus. Oh, poor guy. So as a result, paying someone who's on their second contract, but also on a uh, RFA deal, but, but but also on a two way deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of important that uh, I guess it needs to ensure they get paid, make the same they did the previous season. So, like, yeah, Zarnik was the exact same terms for last year. Made, both made more, of course, because they spent significant time in Boston. Right. So, you know, it's uh, good for him. You know, Zarnik's another one who's sort of. Uh, in play, I guess, for, for, for a roster spot out of camp, but who knows what's going to happen there. It's a lot of kids competing for spaces, and uh, Zarek's tiny, right? And he's, he's feisty, and I like him. He's fast as hell. But because he's so small, and we're talking like really like Nathan Gerbay small almost. Uh, yeah, he's, well, he's 5'9". Well, he's listed at 5'9". Listed at 5'9". This is true. And 160 pounds. Which makes me to believe he's not 5'9", and he's not 160. Those numbers are probably smaller. <laughs> yes. Yes, because Zarnik is very tiny. Again, yeah. Yeah, Nathan Gerbe small is a bit of an exaggeration, because Nathan Gerbe is a literal smurf. Yeah, I think 5'3", or 5'4". Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, good for them. Resigned, and Zarnik's going to be another guy competing for roster spot. He's a right shot centerman, so he's, I guess he's going to be in the in the in the running for that uh, third line third line right wing. Alternatively, as part of a three way competition for the third line right third line center, but I think the other two candidates have the inside track there, which provides a splendid segue to our to, to, to one of the other two topic uh, other two matters. Yeah, let's let's, let's handle one of the elephants in the room. We got two elephants in uh, in this room. So shall we address the um uh, the, the the Czech one or the Canadian one first? Um, I say let's handle. Let's handle the Canadian one. Okay, that seems that seems pretty fair. So, Ryan Spooner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, filed for arbitration, as you do. Um, his arbitration hearing is scheduled for um, uh, the 26th, so that's uh, Wednesday this week. So odds on it'll ha- if the hearing happens, if it'll happen by the time the episode drops. Now, I, oh, go ahead. I know some people are a little concerned about how this will play out for the Bruins. I am somewhat less concerned. BA, for example, it seems to be rather convinced this is going to be catastrophic, and I think she's wrong. Well, yeah, the, there's only so much he can really win in arbitration. I mean, if he was scoring 60, 70 points last season filing for arbitration, oh, that's not good. But what do you have? 70. Oh, Spooner, fuck, wrong yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, Hang on. Like, uh, no, my argument's I invalid. There. I blinked Please. there. I, I blinked there for a second. My bad. Like, yeah, he, okay, so so he had thirty nine points. Yeah, eleven goals, twenty eight assists. Good. Um, and he had two great. assists in four games in the playoffs, which, considering he ended up getting scratched, is not bad at all, really. Yeah. Um, and the previous this was coming off of a um uh, forty nine points in eighty games the season before. In the form of 13 goals and uh, and 36 assists, mm-hmm. playing with you know Louis, so he's not going to clean up really. Um, arbitration hasn't really gone that well for that many players. The only two players I can think of that got substantial arbitration um, uh, settlements and actually ended up with those contracts in recent years were uh, Zach Parise and Shea Weber. Each got a one-year settlement um, in 20, summer 2011. And then both those guys were awarded ridiculous contracts from rival... Other, te- other teams yeah. a year later, yes. Um, yeah. Of course, uh, Parise jumped ship on, yeah. uh, fly- on, on, on the, the, the um, Devils to sign a mega contract uh, in, in Minnesota. And um, uh, Shea Weber signed to the signed to that ridiculous offer sheet from Flyers. Yes. Um, an important caveat: while you know I have some reservations about the quality of both those players compared to their what they compared to their uh, their compensation levels, um, Ryan Spooner is neither of them. Yeah. Another example of someone that I think that got a war actually got as far as getting awarded a um uh, a, a arbitration settlement recently was Marcus Johansson, and again. Actually, that one's probably a reasonable comparable, and I think he got something. He got a couple million out of it. Yeah, if I remember right. Fortunately, the computer I'm, the computer I'm trying to run the um, run cap friendly on just locked up because it's been being fucky of late. So, ah. um, but so I can't check my check my sources on that one. Um, so he's not going to get awarded a lot, 
and the other thing is no one ever actually ends up hardly ever ends up with the awarded contract. Most uh, arbitration hearings don't happen. Yeah. My, if I was a bet, I would I would say this gets settled between now and Wednesday. Um, you know, like when you know, like with a one year, three and a half million or something like that, which I think is dead on what he what the contract he deserves. And hypothetically, I I, I like hypotheticals, gentlemen. It's a, it's a training exercise. Um, there we go. So, what's the worst that could happen? He somehow gets awarded five million. And what do the Bruins do? Walk away. There you go. I don't like that. Um, incidentally, what will happen after he does that is someone, will sign, someone else will sign him for a lot less than it. Yeah. So, I mean, worst comes to worst, you, I, I, I hate using this Twitter term, but you lose tradable assets. I personally view Ryan Spooner as a human being and more than just the sum of his existence on the ice. Yes. But, uh, for instance, he has a lovely dog and Instagram account. Has interest in very fancy, done cherry-like suits. He, um, but, he, he, he LARPs, you know? I yeah. mean, uh, and I like Ryan Spooner. I really do. And I think he, he had a rough season. I think parts of that are from being put on the wing, which was just a square peg round hole. Mm. Oh, God. Whenever you hear someone on Twitter, yammering about, oh, but it's like, that's not wrong wing. Oh, you can move somewhere. No, you can't. Some players you can. Most you cannot. Right? No, that's true. And so, and furthermore, they put him on the left wing. Is he a left or a right shot? No, he's a left shot center. He's a left shot, of, yeah. Of course, they're, they're all left shots. That's part of the reason why our right wing depth is so problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all of our centers are left shots, too. <laughs> Except for Ber- Bergeron, but you're going to move him? Hell no. Bacchus, obviously. Yeah. Um, and um, if you go far enough down the depth chart, um, Donato. Who almost certainly would be a, will be a right wing at the NHL level if he makes yeah. it to the NHL. Because again, if you play wing at all and at a lower level, you're not you're not going to be an NHL center. <laughs> it's true. See Marchand, comma Brad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. And here's the thing about it too. Even if he goes to the hearing, a lot of things that he played, um, arbitration where he where the hearings do happen, players don't end up getting the contracts anyway. Because they end up crying like Tommy Salo did after Mike, after Mike Milbury trashed him in, in arbitration. Um, and that's not even a joke. Tommy Salo actually admitted like in interviews that, he, that, that Mike Milbury made him cry. Yeah. Um, um, and, uh, I would like and to think Sweeney settling. is a little bit nicer than that, though. Yeah, Sweeney is not Mike Milbury. It's a very yeah. important point. Uh, so, you know, I think it, I, I suspect that the arbitration hearing doesn't go very well for Ryan Spooner. His advanced stats aren't great. His defend, it, it, it's pretty demonstrable that he's a, a problematic, he's problematic defensively. And that he obviously needs at least one stronger winger than himself to make things really happen. Mm-hmm. For, this is why, for example, if one of the other centers is out, he plays better moving up a line as center than he does moving up a line to end to wing. Makes sense. Uh, so, so I think he gets either they, I, 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 whatever he ends up, it's going to be a one year deal. And I don't think he's going to finish the year as a Bruin. There's too many, uh, other young guns that need playing time. Everyone expects JFK is going to be making the play for that, for that third run center. 
my guess is we start with we start with Spooner at third line center at some point in the season. He gets traded for a left shot D to get play that third pairing. Oh, I like that. It's a win win kind of deal. He'd probably get a, get a land a left a left shot D that can play be our second pairing guy next year after Chara retires if Chara retires. It's not good. I, I he's gonna pull a Yager. Just play forever. And I'm pretty sure the Bruins are gonna you know at least for a few years uh, do like the Yotes for Doan just keep inexplicably giving him contracts whether he deserves it or not. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he has any interest in actually actually becoming the want becoming the mercenary. My guess uh, is he, he plays as long as the Bruins are willing to have him. Yeah, that, that's it. I don't think he, I don't. I just suspect Char doesn't want to go elsewhere. He's got that real estate license in, in Massachusetts. <laughs> you buy this house. Well, yeah. No, you buy it. You buy this house. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, if some like. If I didn't know any better, someone with that kind of accent and that size is telling me to buy a house, I think the Russian mafia is after me, and I just buy the house. Slovakian mafia. Well, see, I'm informed. I'm an informed Bruins fan. I know it's from Slovakia. But if I'm just Joe Schmo, maybe um, Joe Brady, who uh, is just won the lottery, is now moving to the North End. And this guy is – I don't know who he is. Yeah, I'm uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm buying the house no matter what the, the tall man says. Mm-hmm. I listen to him. Yeah, so I think I think Spooner's not an issue. We'll either see a we'll either see a contract the next few days or within the first day or, or within like less than a day after the hearing if it goes that far. I doubt we even get to a ruling because I think that mean that that hearing goes very badly for Ryan Spooner. I agree. You know we can't hear you nod, Tim. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Maybe if you if if you nod violently, we might hear some of like your hair rub on the mic or something. <laughs> but then you're you might hurt yourself. So <laughs> one last elephant in the room. And I want to tackle this one. I'm going to tackle okay. this elephant. You, say, you take you take the lead on this one there, Nick. Yeah, I'm 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 going to throw out my opinion. Right now, each and every day that Pasternak does not sign a deal, that deal becomes cheaper and cheaper for the Bruins. I believe it. I'm concerned that it also becomes shorter, which is not great. Um, this is true. But uh, I buy into the fact that we have a genius in Sweenius and he knows how to win a negotiation. Well, that's a big point that um, uh, Ty Anderson's made, is that um, uh, Sweeney clearly doesn't lose internal negotiations. And even if it goes into training camp, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe many, many years ago, uh, I think it was Brad's second contract, um, he actually kind of, I don't want to say it held out. He went into training camp without a contract, but was there in good faith knowing a deal would be made. And what do you know, it did. Of course, that was not with our current Sweeney's GM. Well, see, that's but, just it. It's an example. It's not really a holdout. Yeah. The contract just wasn't in place yet. It's the same yeah. deal as um, Smith and uh, Smith and Krug in um, 2013. Mm. 
13. Nope, 14. Whichever year that was. The year they ended up trading trading Boychuk. Oh, I remember hearing the news of the Boychuk trading. I was laying down pavers in my front yard. And then I moved three months later. But, uh, yes, so I'm I'm not worried. I think everything's going to work out just fine. Even if it's for a shorter deal, well, so be it. Um, having Pasternak for a few years is better than having him not at all. I mean, the problem with a sh- shorter deal, the worst thing the Bruins could do is sign him a two-year deal. Oh, because then he's going to make like $10 million Also, he comes, uh, he'll come up RFA the exact same time as McAvoy and Carlo. Yeah. Why, at a time when there's no, almost no other salary coming off the boards. Oh, so crazy. a two-year deal would be borderline catastrophic. Three might be better because that would correspond with the Bolesky, with the end of the Bolesky contract. Mm-hmm. Four would be the shortest I'd be happy with because that would correspond with the end of the Krejci and Bacchus contract, with the Krejci and Bacchus contracts. Wow, those deals are so long. Four years. Yeah, four more years. I'll be 32. Oh, God forbid, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Vina isn't here right now, but she's going to punch things when when she she edits the show. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely me when I meet her in person in a few weeks. But um, (laughs) but, um, I like like Bacchus as a person, though. I like him as a player. You know what? I, I've warmed up to Beckus as a player, and I didn't like him very much when he was with St. Louis. I just thought, you know, he had sort of Oshi syndromes, wildly fucking overrated on account of, uh, 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 on account of stars and stripes. Yep. Um, but I've warmed up to him. It's like I like what he brings. I hate, I hate, hate, hate his contract so passionately much. But oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Interesting what has some implications possibly for the um, uh, Pasternak deal is um, a very curious signing by the, re- re-signing by the, the, the Preds last night. Now, what would that be? They signed uh, Victor Arvidsson hmm? to a seven-year deal with a uh, four and a quarter million cap hit. That's like n- nothing at all. Yeah, that's extraordinary. Arvidsson's old in pasta. Ar- Arvidsson's 24. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just came off the 30-goal, 31-assist season. Sounds familiar. Um, yes, it's, uh, it has sounds, some certain comparables. Um, sounds similar. Yeah, similar, similar. Uh, Pasternak, uh, of course, uh, in fact, uh, scored uh, 34, and, uh, 34 goals and 36 assists in 75 games. So, fewer ga- so more points in fewer games. And while he played a lot fewer Playoff games, he did score two. He did go two, two, and four in six, which is a better scoring rate than Arvidsson had. Well, do you think he's three million dollars a year better? No, I think this one puts his it put, puts him and his agent in a difficult place on this, though. Mm-hmm. And it makes me suspect we might get something like five over five. Now, Tim, do you know what I would say with it, to a deal like that? I have an idea. I have a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might would say Sweenius, but say it like this: Sweenius. 
But I, I'm not. I'll, I'll hold back because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, I'm not, not holding my breath. I still think he signs for six a year for some amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the trick I would like them to get eight years out of them, but I think in order to get eight years, they got to throw them even extra money. Yeah, because that starts eating UFA years. So the problem is you got to decide, and this is always the problem for someone that plays in their draft plus one, plays in the NHL in their draft plus one year. Mm-hmm. It's on their second contract. How long do you make it? Um, because you do a six-year, you know, contract, so a, a modest length that takes them to UFA, like say it, it, UFA at the youngest possible, like it did with them uh, with Stamkos, mm. and it's about to do with Tavares. Um, it also had done previously with Taves and Kane, which that means that their big dollar third contract comes at an age when they're still worth it too, which is nice, right? On the other hand, you give them five years, and you get them that. Then you get them at the end of their RFA years, and then you just give them a the same contract you would a year later, but you're the only one negotiating with them. Yeah. So I would my preferences would be either five or eight years. I think. Mm. But uh, I still think the Bruins will get a, a good deal out of it. But if we were able to crack the code on the year length. I assume the uh, any agent who gets paid to do this is probably aware of the same thing. Oh, any any agent worth their salt is going to push for either two year bridge contract, which is like that. That's the only ex- Sweeney's will not allow that to happen. No, because that would be so astonishingly stupid. Yeah, minimum three years, and again, four or five would be better. Um, but any any agent, a smart agent, would push for six years. It would be either, yeah, a sweet, well, sorry, a, two, a bridge or six years. Yeah. So we can hope for either five or eight is what I want. Uh, they gave Tuca a bridge year, and I guess that kind of worked out, but it would not work out again. When, name one time when a bridge deal has actually worked. Um, Poster, um, Marshan basically had two in a row. That's true. And both of them turned turned into extraordinary deals. Because what was his second deal was was only like it was only like two million ish, mm. and then his third was only four and a half. Marsha has been very good to this team. Yeah, if I were Marsha, I would have fired my agent by now. Just, I mean, too little, too late in terms of making him money. But I'm like, oh my god, you're like the best left wing in the NHL. And are getting paid just pretty good money. I'm not complaining. I'm a Bruins fan. Swing is. I'm going to chalk a lot of this up to he. He, he realizes how important his um uh, his both on and off ice romance with Berkey is to his career and his paycheck. Yes. I think also yeah. he probably realizes if he takes up too much money, then that leaves the Bruins less money to put other people around him, and then. And the Bruins did, you know, appropriately compensate him. I guess, you know, I've read things that suggest the Bruins are now operating under a, uh, a contract a contract size limit. Mm-hmm. Basically, no one gets paid more than Bergeron. They'll ignore the whole Chara, Rask, and uh, and then crazy things. Yeah. Okay, Sweeney's operating under a Bergeron cap. I Which think. is very nice of Sweeney, if that is the case. I just think it's perhaps maybe good management, good numbers, and... What do you know? Bergeron's just happens to have the same numbers that 
uh, and mathematics that Sweenius likes. I don't think it's not so much, oh, Bergeron is the gold standard. Nothing shall go above him. I just think Well, it's, see, that's a risky one because he doesn't actually make enough money for that to be an acceptable cap for a team that plans on, do, on winning. Exactly. <laughs> because Bergeron's contract is that good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm... There's a lot of people on Twitter panicking about all these things. Um, some people very near and dear to us. But again, I think neither Sweener nor Pasta is a concern. We have $13 million in cap space. They're not going to sign Spooner for more than a year. Yeah. No matter what happens. And even if Pasta ends up making, oh, God forbid, more than Bergeron, um, it won't be by much. And it won't it be won't. catastrophic because he's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that bit. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And he, he wants to be here, right? I mean, they're, they're sending him to China now, and he's not signing up for, for, for this some, uh, for that, that partnership they have with ORG <laughs> after having sent him last year, too. Yeah. Possibly so has got to push his uh, Chinese milk. He has, a, I think, a, or sports drink. I don't know. He has some, like, weird Chinese drink with his face on it. And it sold in China. I guess Rask and Kruger, the other ones that went this year, rather yeah. than Bolesky. Oh. Last year it was Pasta and Bolesky, which is sort of uh, feels like a half-assed effort on the part of the Bruins. But I get, but you know, but but Rask and Kruger there now. So you yeah. Know. And like honestly, that's like a that's like it's almost too much personality to send on one, on one promotional thing to throw a Martian and you and just like nuke China from orbit. Because <laughs> like Rask Kruger and Rask Kruger and Pasta, it's a lot of personality overall. Yeah. Especially by hockey player standards. Mm-hmm. Like by normal people standards, I'm not so sure Krug falls that high on the list. But by hockey players? Yes. <laughs> and Rask, I truly feel is like... Uh, if Rask weren't a hockey player, he would be a really snarky hipster. But so snarky and so weird, you actually don't realize it. And then one day you just wake up and realize, oh, wow, that guy's cool. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I actually know baristas like that. But, um, yes, that's Tuka Rask. Cindy, wouldn't be the hipster. He'd be that one weird barista. Where, where, where barista with, with visible tattoos and chains because he's a metalhead. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot he plays drums. And Bolesky uh, plays guitar. Uh, you guys remember Matt Lassoff? Lashoff, yes, he was Lashoff. part of the. Uh, was it the Recky trade he went out in, or was that, or was that the? Uh, yeah, he was part of the. Was he? Yeah, he was part of the Recky trade along with yeah. Martin Carsons. Um, he does a lot of uh, like EDM techno stuff. Good for him. The hockey yeah. thing didn't really work out so well for him. No, was he a first round pick? He was our first round pick in the draft. We also drafted Krejci in the second round. Yes. Uh, you win some, you lose some. You get Yang that year, I suppose. Yeah, no. Krejci's a pretty solid second round pick. So. Oh yeah, I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> Krejci. So uh. Um, there ain't so, a lot else going on, really. Yeah. Um, someone sign Yager. Please, someone Please. sign Yager. Yeah. I'm no, one, one I'm... Signed, no one signed Doan. He's just being a petulant child. 
<laughs> I okay. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Doan, you know, good player, good guy." Mm, not anymore. Yeah. Well, I actually, I've never been that high on Doan. Um, He's never I, been that good. He's never yeah. had more than I think like a forty-five point season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at times he plays quite reckless and dirty, and He's then complains still- about it that he was uh, playing within the realms of the game. I, uh, I, and now he's kind of boohooing uh, that no one wants him, which I understand is probably emotionally tough. I'm trying to be nice. I, I know. Very, I realize that, yes. But uh, like, like there, there are a few things yeah. that might upset me more than, than, this, this, than this team signing Dome, which I don't think is going to happen. No. Um, but it's time, time to hang him up, Dome. And adios to your shitty... Overrated career. Your chair do works fantastic, though. Yeah, Shane. There's just, just just tell your mom there's no more guns in the valley. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd sign him. <laughs> what? Go on. <laughs> yeah. No, Tim's like, nah, I'm done. I mean, I don't mind him. I would sign him to a reasonable contract. Reasonable contract for Shane Doan at this point would probably be more or less league minimum, I think. But, uh... Question is, would he accept something like that? That is a tough question to answer. I just don't hate him. Like, he didn't have an awful season this year, to be perfectly honest. Considering he, he had, um... He went 6-21... and 21. In 74 games. It's a 20-point drop-off from his previous season, yes. But... Yeah. Yeah. But realistically, we have enough players competing for a few enough spots as it is. So, um, we don't really need any... We don't really need to sign anyone at all. Right about now. At least no one that's available. I'm sure he signs with the Blackhawks. For reasons. With what money? <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, okay, then that's the case then. The Red Wings. Everyone yeah. always ends their career with the Red Wings. Both those teams are currently have negative cap space. Red Wings have negative? Red Wings have negative three million. Oh, God. Dave Holland, what the hell, man? I thought you were good that's, at this thing. That's perfect for Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now keep in mind that's before um, uh, Johan Franzen uh, goes on uh, LTIR. And he basically gets them underneath the cap because he has a cap hit of 3.9. But, like, the amount of – I mean, they're they're, they're down somewhat. I remember last year they were going into the season with such a hilarious amount of dead cap space. Oh, shit. They also have over $2.5 They're still paying Steven Weiss. Oh, Oh. I mean, we have something similar that we're paying Dennis Seidenberg right now, but still. But, I don't know. At least when Seidenberg kind of came to the Bruins and signed contracts, people were like, oh, at least he's kind of still good. Yeah, that Stephen Weiss contract was bad from before he played a game for them. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. I didn't see that one backfiring. Whoops. Sorry. 
Now my sin is now I'm now I'm getting angry. Rage. I'm gonna rage quit this podcast. Screw y'all. I'm gonna start yelling at the street corner about signing good contracts to to older free agents. Okay, okay. I'm not well, gonna you do, do that. that. Yeah. I'm not. If you do that, record it. We'll put it on a different on a bonus bear. <laughs> like go to a college campus. Like, oh no, it's one of these guys who like yells about fire and brimstone. No, it's a man talking about cap hits. Now I'm going to become famous doing that. Except it's hockey, so you can only become so famous. Yeah, especially if I'm doing it down in the south. Yeah. And then Ron Francis will show up, and he'll be like, "I I agree." I'm like, "Oh." And then I'll go home. Oh, thank you, Ronnie Franchise. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me tell you all a little story about the Canes and their very aggressive marketing department. Or not marketing, um, sales pitch team. So I get a call while I'm at work from a 919 number. That is, of course, the uh, Raleigh area code. And I'm like, well, I'm at work, but... Uh, I'll just give this a call back. It's probably something about school or a job I applied for in Raleigh, but I'm at work right now. I can't answer it. Well, I uh, checked the voicemail, and it goes, Hey, it's Dave. I'm uh, changing names to protect the innocent. Um, uh, got your message. Please give me a call back at your earliest convenience, and we'll discuss a few things. I'm like, man, I don't remember calling a Dave, but clearly this guy knows what's up. He knows about my situation moving to Raleigh. He, Dave is... Probably works in HR somewhere, and he's here to save me. Why well, give Dave a call back? He's like, hey, I'm with the Carolina Hurricane selling uh, mini season ticket packages. Are you interested, Nick? I've noticed you've attended a few games the past year. I'm like, wow, what a low-brow move to make me call you back, saying, I got your message. Please give me a call back right away. That's, That's uh, fucking greasy. Yeah. Um. And we go back and forth. I discover this uh, salesman's from Alabama, and I razz him a bit because I'm uh, I went to the University of Tennessee, so there's some, you know, hijinks involved between the two schools. But he's like, "Oh, just how about you come down this weekend to Raleigh, and uh, I'll give you a tour of the of the locker room." I'm like, "Well, that's fantastic, but I um, fortunately I can't make it. You know, it's." I'll be in Raleigh, but I'm, I'll be busy during that time. The guy then gives me a call in his personal cell at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I'll be honest, it woke me up because it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday, and I'm a night owl. So I'm like, well, that's bullshit. He then calls me once a week until I finally blocked his number. Jesus. I go on them Reddit uh, spaces, and... It's not just exclusive to Dave. They're all their mini season ticket package people do this. They have 11 game season ticket packages, which are 11 game deals, which are kind of cool. But considering the Canes have no one go to their games, it's cheaper even if you want to go to the high priced marquee games. Uh, if you want to go to 11 games, just go on StubHub Day of. I went to see the Islanders on a Tuesday night. Uh, it cost me five bucks for parking. And then eight fifty for the ticket. Damn. Damn. So, 
you're not going to get that kind of deal against the Bruins or Rangers. Are you kidding? Or... I, paid twi- I, I paid twice that to go see the fucking Mooseheads. I've paid more to see that for a minor league baseball game. Like sing, uh, single A, uh, alluded to earlier. Again, a shitty cute, a shitty team in the queue. Cost yeah. exactly cost nineteen bucks. <laughs> uh, but you know, I wish you the best, Hurricanes. Especially now that I'll be playing, well, playing, living about ten minutes away from your uh, facilities. But Jesus Christ, you guys need to cool it. New owners, though, I guess. There, Carmanos uh, selling, huh? Yeah, which um. I, I actually think the team's headed in the right direction. Uh, at least, hey, they made the podcast. I just gave them free publicity. We can edit. Now, owes, this now out. Dave owes you those tickets for free. That, that, that's that eleven game pass for free. He does. Um, I find it funny that you use the name Dave because here there's a radio commercial going around about. Um, like it's it's some job board website, mm-hmm. and it's like if you really want if you want employees of the month, you should go to this job board website for your employees. If you want other employees who are going to be bad, we're just going to name them Dave. <laughs> That's what they said. If you want Dave, then go to this one. And then at the end of it, it's like we're using Dave as a term for bad employees. We do, we don't mean any harm by it. Don't call us. Tell us you're pissed off. That'd be a real Dave move, Dave. Wow. <laughs> Dave's everywhere are not in a good light. So it would be a real Dave move, Dave. Ooh. Well. And rant. Time to me to go yeah. back outside and rant about cap space. So I think that's probably about the show there, huh? Yeah, we, I mean. Before the listeners call us out on it, yes, the three of us, we're drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? We got our rose-colored glasses on, but I feel like we're justified. The Kool-Aid is really tasty, and these glasses make me look like a badass. And I know how frank, but I just see no reason to be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is and, what and, it is. And an important point, but people freak out about pasta, but, oh, I haven't signed him yet. He's going to end up like Kessler from Dougie. He's like, well, hang on. Neither of them wanted to be in Boston. Pasta uh, does. Yeah, especially um, especially Dougie. Dougie was not ever going to play here. Was never going to play here. There we go. English, grammar, I are it. It's like, yeah, they could have let him get, get, get offer sheeted and matched, and then what? Had a miserable player, and they would have to trade him anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably motivated seller, and therefore probably yeah. would have been for an even more inferior return. Yeah. And I look back in that trade, and I gotta say, not full on Sweeney's, but maybe just Sweeney. Um, all three of their picks appear to be the yeah. some of the best ones we made there. Yeah, I mean, because those were the those those three picks were were, were Sinitian, JFK, and um, uh, and Lausanne. So, um, you know what? I'm kind of okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm definitely okay with that. And and I say this as someone who you know, you know, still has a lot of love for the Doug, for a lot of love right. for the Dougie, right? So you're you know. definitely a fanboy, <laughs> or were? I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
well. Yeah. So I think that's probably the show. Yeah, I can do the outro real quick if you want. Uh, I can do it. I've best okay. slips, but I'm, I'm, uh, alleg- I'm allegedly hosting here. Uh, yeah. you've learned from the best. <laughs> so, um, uh, thank you for listening today. You, of course, can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, uh, iTunes, and Google Player, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If it's one of those four places, anyway. Um, and you can uh, you can tweet at us at um, uh, at barely on topic on tw- on Twitter, obviously, because where else do you tweet? Um, or you can reach out to us at our individual um, uh, our individual uh, uh, accounts. We're not that weird. Um, well, maybe Nick, but not you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find us on Facebook on the at the page for um, Barely on Topic podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that about, that about sums it up. Word. <laughs>